Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to remind everyone that if they wanted to get a brand new set of shiny dice and also support the show while they're at it, if you go to dieharddice.com and use the code HIDEOUS when you check out, you will both get a discount for that order as well as help support the show. That's everything for this week, though, so... With that, I will welcome you into episode 235, Dark Crystal. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 235. Brooks, I got a question to ask you. What's that? You know when we do our little our little routine at the top there and I go, hi Emily, and she responds right away. And I go, yep. hi Steve, and he responds right away. And I go, hi Brooks. You're supposed to respond right away so we can line the tracks up. Do you, do you think I just want to say hi to you? I was told that the, the first time that I did it, there wasn't enough of a pause. And no, so, I told you there was too much. Yeah, you're overcompensating. The pause is like 20 seconds long now. It's, it's absolutely nobody. I know for a fact it was not yeah. a long enough pause. Well, because the, the very first, first time. time it was, hi, Brooks, hi, Griffin. And then every time after that, you've increased and increased the time. It's been getting longer and longer. <laughs> we didn't even need to take it. We didn't even need to get the the silence in the room. We could have just oh used God, your pause. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I find I find myself uh, my my own genius surprises me sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, like I guess, <laughs> I, I guess it's like, if it was the same pause every time, which we know it can't possibly be, then at least Haley could line up like, okay, it's always going to be like a full second after, full mm. two seconds after. I just use Emily's. Yep, that's what I thought. That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> See, I need, I need Brooks's clap and Emily's speech. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we, we so use they, the crap, but it's actually really good speech. because they that works together for so that I can bo- get both tracks every time. Hmm. We each have our skills. I'm just really bad at <laughs> clapping. <laughs> no, you guys just can't clap at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's another issue. It's another issue entirely. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty distracting, too, when we begin every recording uh, with Brooks standing up and doing one big butt cheek clap. <laughs> Good way to line up the tracks. It's impressive, but I, I'm always shocked how he can line it up with my regular hand clap and it peaks too <laughs> <laughs> like the little little volume meter goes up into the into the red oh yeah it's it's loud enough that uh that zoom uh zoom cuts it out, <laughs> cuts it out. yeah <laughs> we, we see it on your track but we never hear it because zoom cuts it out mm-hmm. <laughs> for excessive well, noise one of my again one of my many talents yeah they call it the thunderclap anyway uh emily what you drinking over there uh, today I have a Honeycrisp Loon Juice. This is a hard cider uh, that's made not too far outside of Rochester. Did you say Loon Juice like L O O N? Like the yes. Uh, okay, I got you. Nice, nice Loon. Mm-hmm. Haley, you got anything? 
I do. Oh, you do. Okay. I have something great. So Tim was in town and brought me a seltzer. And unknowingly, he brought me a seltzer from a place that I actually used to live. And I was very excited about that. But it is a blueberry basil seltzer. It is so refreshing. It is from Blacklist Brewing Company in Duluth, Minnesota. Ooh. Fantastic. I've had one already, but it's very, very good. It's like almost, it has almost a little bit of savory because of the basil. Mm. You used to live in Duluth? Uh, I lived in Superior, Wisconsin, so cross the cross the bridge. Cross the went bridge. to Duluth for dinner. <laughs> you didn't even have to pay yeah. shipping for U-shaped jeans. <laughs> <laughs> the trading company was right there. That's correct. We did go to the trading company a few times. I did not know that people outside of Duluth knew about it, honestly. Duluth Trading Company? Yeah. What? I never, I had never heard about it until I moved there. And then when I moved there, uh, we went there. Well, that's because you're not a tradesman in his 40s, to be fair. Fair, yeah. That'd be mm. correct. I was in middle school. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't dig wells or like you're not a plumber, electrician. Again, middle <laughs> you, school. You don't complain that your average brand doesn't have enough crotch space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Common complaint amongst the uh, amongst the over forty electrician crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Been zapped a few too many times. Need something breezy. Ridiculous. What? <laughs> Brooks, you got anything good over there? I do. I have something. Is something local here uh, from Rochester, at least. Um, it is called a Puebla Negra, and a it is a, uh, what is it? It's a coffee lager. Mm. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. It is. It's got that pretty um, aromatic coffee smell and taste up front and finishes kind of crisp. Um, it, it's no uh, Wolf's Ridge Daybreak, but it's, it's a close second. That's for sure. Wow. High praise? Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, I have a Tired Hands Midnight Mass, which they've called it a Reptoid India Black Ale. Uh, Mm. I I don't know if that's indicative of the style of beer. I don't think you can really have a, I don't think a Reptoid India Black Ale is actually a beer. I think they're just, I don't know. Hmm. I think it's pretty much just a black IPA. Made from reptile skins, perhaps? Yeah, there might be a hint of reptoid in there, you know. Well, you know, you know me and reptiles and black IPAs. Let's go. Pass it over here. <laughs> oh, she got scales. That's good. <laughs> yeah, just call me Hillary Clinton because I'm I'm loving this reptoid. <laughs> oh boy. <What? laughs> well, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh boy. That's a matter of time to wear one of those podcasts, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's like a conspiracy theory in a glass. Yep. <laughs> well, Steve, I uh, believe you have the Patreon beverage today. We That's don't have pizza right. over there. Introducing either. your 2023 Chalice Champion, me, for my victory <laughs> drink. I'm drinking a drink that is... Recommended by Jason from 25 North. That's podcasts. We're going to be reviewing them on the Zone of Truth in an episode that Already drops aired. before this. Um, this one's called the Dr. Viv. We got four ounces of Dr. Pepper, which we had to sub out for Pepsi. An ounce of Malort, an ounce of dark rum, and three dashes of, oh dear, 
Ango Sutra? Nope, that's not right. Angostura Bitters. And uh, I'm going to give it a try right now. Huh. Oh, there's the Malort. There it is. <laughs> At first you're like, wow, there's no Malort in this. Then it's there. This was off of the bad boy list. I only put one drink on there and it was selected. Griff's looking confused over there. It's very mild Malort. Yeah. Like everything else is there, which I was surprised. I kind of thought the Malort might. Yeah, interestingly enough, the Malort's on the back end. Yeah, you, really, the first part of that is is very Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, chasing that down, Tim was in town, as previously mentioned, and he left a beer in quotes at my place. This is a Sunset Stoke from Athletic Brewing Company, a non-alcoholic IPA. Oh. Yeah, he left hmm. four of them at my place, so we be drinking these for a while. But uh, left you a stack of NA beers. <laughs> yeah, he was all hot, hot on the end. Uh, the NA beers too, like talking about how they're the next big thing. And I don't know, he was he's he getting a little weird about it. And I was like, get out of my house. That's, that's <laughs> no, that. no, no. <laughs> Stop talking about this. <laughs> I want to hear it. Yeah. Bring NA beers here, trying to get me to stop drinking alcohol. Get out of here. <laughs> I guess it evens out if you're drinking Malort too. <laughs> that's true. No, I'm kidding, Tim. I love you. Well. We don't have to roll off because we're all drinking next time. Yeah. So when last we left our heroes, they entered the mage's marvelous mansion and rested. Yeah, we did. And they all had their own rooms. And they all leveled up in the night. Before that, they found some cool items on the people that they killed. Mm-hmm. And they also, you know, sealed off the entrance or the, I guess, the ways deeper into Renchurch with some uh, stone shape. So I think we can get right back into it. Ooh. Right. We're in the mansion. Oh, yeah. Morning, morning time in the mansion. Slow piano. Mm-hmm. We pan <laughs> through each of the rooms. <laughs> Visions of sugar plums dancing in all eight of our heroes' heads. They, maybe not visions of sugar plums. Visions of uh, more class features dance in their heads. So uh, why don't we go around the horn? Uh, tell me a little bit about your level up here. Level 14. I'm not sure if it's good level for you guys or math level for you guys. I'm excited. Okay. Well, why don't you go? I will definitely go. All right. So this is an exciting one for Eclipse. So this is Eclipse's level 13 in Occultist, mm-hmm. which is actually very important. And I've been waiting for it. So at this level, I do get level five spells. And I get one per my uh, different schools. So excited about that. I took Cure Light Wounds Mass, Fire Snake, Particulate Form, Spell Resistance, and Unwilling Shield. So excited about that. On top of that, I did get one more focus power. So that's really exciting for me. That's I know that sounds uh like it's not really a lot, but like getting a bunch of new spells for me and when I can't ever change my spell list, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, the um the occultist spell level up is always very interesting because you're just like you get way more than any other class because you get one from each of your each of your schools. Yeah, so you're like limited in that you can't pick every from everything, but you, you feel like you get four where the average person gets like two. Their yeah. highest level. That's where it's kind of weird because it's like, okay, well, my I, I'm still having a validation error because I don't have a speci- I don't specifically have a necromancy spell, for example. It's like have to have one from that. Mm-hmm. You have to have one from everywhere. Yeah. Anything good with Tulia? Um, way less exciting. So I did get two 
more free spells in my spellbook. Uh, I got another level seven spell and, you know, just like spells. Uh, but otherwise, nothing happens for her. In fact, like if you just look at the quick like cheat sheet on like what the spells are, it's zero. <laughs> zero things happen. I just get more spells. But I get another level seven, which is fun. Nice. Who's next? I can bang it out quick. So for Matumbe, I got two things that are interesting. Of course, I took a 12th level in Inquisitor. One of those things is that I got a new tattoo. So I get to tattoo a new spell on my body. And the spell that I picked was Beacon of Luck. So Matumbe is going to be a little, little beacon of luck in combat and give some bonuses to people that are around him, which will be fun. And then the other thing that he got was that was very exciting was another bonus teamwork feat, which doesn't sound exciting, but... I got a little synergy going on here where I previously had blades above and below, which means that Matumbe is flanking with any creature that he is attacking with a small or large combatant. It's like the, if you're close to his size, he'll be flanking with the creature. And on top of that, I took outflank. There you go. So plus four. Exactly. Anytime that I'm around anybody with one of my two small friends, then I'm getting outflank, which is awesome. On the Durin side of the world, I got a couple new extracts. And once you get past the staples, your iron skin, your displacement, your freedom of movement, I feel like the extracts that Alchemist gets are super, super niche or just like not exciting. So I don't think I took anything exciting. I took like Overland Flight, which could be useful if we need to go somewhere, but in this dungeon won't be. The thing that will be useful in this dungeon is the fact that I picked up some ectoplasmic bombs. So mm. we'll be doing full damage against incorporeal and then any undead that gets touched by them is a fa- is effectively fairy fired. Oh. So yeah, uh, that's exciting. We get shut down pretty regularly by incorporeal. So to have them just unlock his full damage potential against them is really important. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I can go next. The first one, uh, Air Bear, is going to be very easy because uh, he didn't get it. He really didn't get anything at all. But uh, hey, better better saves and attack bonus. Can't complain there. Ikmer, he got a picked up another combat feat, and specifically, I chose focused discipline, where I get a plus two bonus on saving throws against fear effects and when I do make a successful save I'll get a plus two morale bonus on a bunch of different things for the next round so uh, yeah those fear effects come up especially uh, where we are now can't uh, can't complain about that but uh, of course some things have to Stay the same. And in terms of skill feats, didn't um, put any into perception. <laughs> skill ranks. Yeah, no ranks. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were going to uh, gonna pick up the exotic weapon proficiency bastard sword and start one hand in that plus three impact bastard sword or not. I don't know. The Desna, the Desna sword is uh, pretty neat. And it is the pretty fact good. That it's holy. Yeah. I, th- I couldn't quite pass it up. Or you just dual wield. 
You just have to go down the whole dual-wheeled dual feet line. That seems like a good time <laughs> like a to good start investing yeah. in that. What's your dex <laughs> looking like? <laughs> well, nice. Emily? I had some pretty fun level-ups. Nothing too crazy, but definitely excited for them. For Uska, the shaman at level 14 gets an additional wandering hex, which is really fun. So Ooh. I picked pampering hex, which... Uh, gives a minus four AC, uh, or a minus four to AC and CMD, and it's not mind affecting, so it can actually affect undead. Uh, there is a save for it, but it'll at least affect them for one round. Nice. And then she does get some additional spells as well, which was just fun to be able to prepare a few more. And then for Lyra. She got access to seventh level spells. So that was fun looking at a whole new section of spells. And of course, the, the ones that I, were, uh, I was originally drawn to would not be very effective against undead. So I had to get a little creative with the, uh, looking through the spell list to make sure I was actually picking something that is going to be helpful to us right now. So... No waves of ecstasy. Damn. It's such a good one. What a shame. Yeah, doesn't that, doesn't that suck if you're if you're an intelligent undead, you can't be ecstasized? <laughs> Sucks for the undead. I know. I mean, they should be able to have like a voluntary fail to that and just be be susceptible. I think you should have just taken it for party morale. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> we're going party. back to the we're going back to the marvelous mansion. Who wants a little waves of ecstasy? <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> we just finished dinner. You guys ready for some waves of ecstasy? <laughs> I can't think of anything that I would probably want less after like an extremely <laughs> filling dinner. <laughs> I've concentrated the magic down to these pills. <laughs> I've colored them blue so you can uh, <laughs> identify them easily. <laughs> well, all right. Sounds like a pretty good level up overall. When do when do our uh, our three quarter BAB folks get their next iterative? Great question, but I don't know. Because you get the first one at eight, I think, right? I mean, Matumbe is kind of a mess. I yeah, Matumbe is all messed up. Later. Yeah. Well, now uh, now Eclipse is messed up too. I guess. Yeah, except for I get like I have so have I have full, so many. You have like kind of full BAB yeah. because of the trappings of the warrior stuff. Right. I think it's at sixteen. Am I wrong there? A uh, shaman check. gets an three attacks at 15. 15? Okay. That must be where it is then. Same for Duran on the Alchemist. Yeah, at 15. Yep, 15. Well, that'll be fun. That'll, well, that'll make next level exciting too. For, it for won't happen for Eclipse next level. So. No. <laughs> or Matumbe. Yeah, I'm not really counting on getting a third attack this campaign. No. Well, we'll see. You know, They suggest the adventure goes to 15, but we'll, we'll see where you end up. So, are you, as a group, kind of, are you planning this coming day in the mansion and then dispersing or, or what's the... For sure. We got the time. I think we sit down, we have another perfectly curated breakfast and, and make our plans. It's like going to be the most chill, wake up, relax, and then we go into hell. <laughs> Igmer's still a teenager, so he gets up at like noon. <laughs> <laughs> and for 
Yeah. Probably first time in a long time. He can. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not going to die or doesn't have to protect some spellcaster. Yeah. Well, I guess as we're waking up and all getting together, Matumbe might open up the conversation about what we're doing. I, I think we still have one room left to go in this level. I imagine this cathedral opens up either to a second floor deeper in or down below. So I'm sure we have much more to go, but we need to clear out the first floor before we do anything else. There is a one one thing uh, before we, we head out. Some of the things that we picked up, I think I might be able to actually, uh, actually use. I mean, that shield, it seems to, well, it's better than mine. I, I wouldn't mind it. And the headband, I, I'm not wearing one. Uh, do you guys want it? Uh, I don't, I don't want that. I have no use for those. That's fine. They're all yours, my friend. Go for it. Now, if y'all don't mind, though, uh, I, I was taking a peek there at, at all them wands and that that met, meta magic wand, uh, Rod. Uh, that's what I've been looking at. Uh, I don't need all of them wands, but I'm happy to to take any of those. And I was really eyeing that meta magic rod. That has no use to me. I can take the wand of stone shape. That way, I don't have to prepare it. Can save that slot for a different spell. I think that rod is best best used in your hands. It is settled then. Look at us. <laughs> what, Matume doesn't want the meta magic rod for his Inquisitor spells? Book and rod, baby. Classic build. <laughs> 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 it's a classic thaumaturge right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Book and rod. Hmm. Can I, I couldn't hold a rod and a wand, correct? Hmm. You can, yeah. A rod's a one-handed item. I could... There's, I have a, I now have a wand of, of fifteenth level magic missile. Uh, it would be great not to prepare a million magic missiles. Yeah, light them up. Because yeah. right now I end up preparing a lot of magic missiles. And uh, then there is this letter to Malaeus. Um, should I just toss it in the fire here, or keep it, keep it as evidence, or something? Well, don't throw it in the fire. Hold on to it for now, and we can figure out if we need to do anything with it. Okie dokie. But you can burn something else if you like. <laughs> I don't want to take that from you. I mean, it t- technically is Tulia's house, so I should probably check to make sure that, you know, it's it's not going to create too much soot in the, in the chimneys. You know, it could really be a fire hazard if you haven't gotten it cleaned out in a while. Look at you, getting all grown up and mature. (laughs) Such a different boy from the one that I met all those months ago. Little did you know, he was he was in his room just just 30 minutes ago with an aerosol can of deodorant. (laughs) I am so proud of you. Axe body spray. I I think it's the greatest deodorant I've ever (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that's what Eclipse uses. X body spray? Axe. No. <laughs> Good joke, but no. <laughs> As the party's all sitting around discussing what we're going to do next, Lyra pulls out her deck of Harrow cards. Yeah. And she does a Harrow reading using Blessing of the Harrow. I'm like, I'm hyped for my bonus. 
<laughs> yeah, this will give us a little insight into what we'll need for the day. I think we're going to need them all, but I appreciate anything we get. <laughs> I wish. All right. Well, you know, I think the cards are telling us we're going to be attacking something. Uh, the most common suit was hammer, which corresponds to strength. So we get a plus one on attack rolls for 24 hours. Awesome. Love this. Yes. Emily, is that an untyped bonus? I can't remember. Let me double check. The elusive untyped bonus. It might be a luck bonus. I don't know. Insight. Insight. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was something very similar to the some of the like Cyclops stuff. Brain, Divina. Yeah, there we go. Divina had a lot of insight stuff. So that this was one of the ones where I was, as I was looking at different insight bonuses, I think this one's insight with that. Cool. And Uska casts Hunter's Blessing on everyone since that lasts for hours per level. And uh, for the terrain, it will be this kind of decrepit dungeon terrain and undead uh, for the enemy. Yeah, I've got a couple standard buffs that I always throw on Durin and Matumbe. So False Life on Durin, Matumbe has got Heightened Awareness. Durin, I think I'm going to throw like Shield or a basic first level extract on. Are we making plans, to be clear, are we making plans to do all um, 10 minute per level stuff or just hour and daily stuff? Like how quick are we to going out? To 10 level, or 10. I'm assuming that we're doing this right before we go out. I was going to say, I figured there's not much else that I need to do in the mansion. Personally, I mean, I got my 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 characters got their time of rest and need. They probably just hung out. I'm assuming we're not getting an early start. It's probably a late morning start. So, Uska will also form a life link with Air Bear. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Might as well chug Durin's mutagen. It's like 13 hours or whatever. No, it's like 90 minutes. I think. I don't think it goes to hours yet. Oh no, it is 14 hours. Jeez. And Uska has been, uh, ever since she has gotten that witching gown, she has been investing Bestow Curse into it. So she continues to do that. Okay, cool. All right, stone skin. You guys get the cash for stone skin? Yes. Once again, I stopped buying stuff to be ready for this and for everyone else to not potentially be ready. So are you giving giving that to all of us? So, no, because that's only like 10 minutes if I, because I have to split it. It's ah. like somewhere around 20 minutes. So it would be, that would be more like right before we walk into a room that we are pretty confident we're going to fight versus a like 10 minute per level spell. Yeah, that'd be like a one minute per level spell if she cast it on all of them. Mm. Right. Okay. That's why, like, it, that's the equivalent of what it is, though. But Eclipse has stone skin for herself, so that doesn't eat one of Tulio's. And because it's a new day, Uska does have three, or she has the Death Warden's Bandolier again, which I do plan on using to give us all Death Ward, but I'm kind of thinking should maybe wait until we are, like, about to enter a combat, because she can ring the bells and everyone within 30 feet is going to be affected, so it's faster, but it doesn't last as long because it's only caster level 11. I think you should do that right before we leave because there's no guarantee that there's not something on the other side of the door we can't like Mm. scout out from this thing. So we could be walking into a trap. That'd be good to go. And if we're not, well then great. Let's just hightail it right to the room that's like 
50 feet away and start the combat right away. That's fair. Okay. Then that'll be the what she does right before we exit. Okay. So you want to use that first thing. Mm-hmm. is going to get heroism again. Darren's going to give himself heroism. Is heroism plus two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then I'm, I'm pretty much kind of set. I could throw out more buffs, but we don't know what we're facing, so I'm ready to rock and roll whenever you guys are. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I'm good, too. All right, go ahead and put your put yourselves on the map. The game's not paused. Place yourselves where you want to be. Well, uh... When you get out of the mansion, it still looks like um, your stone shape over the grate is intact. Okay. And if you move out into the hallway, you see the same on the door. Okay. Well, that's all good. Because we need to go into the hall. That's what we're doing, right? There's nothing in this room. So we're going to go into the hall. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we going to trigger this haunt again, though? Who knows? Clever girl. <laughs> Concern. I don't want to enter the room yet. Is this like, is that, that was a great thought. Are we going to do like a onesie twosie thing? Because you guys all lined up at the inside of the door. I thought we were lining up on the outside of the door. I th- yeah, I wasn't sure if you were lining up to open the next door or what. I think before we open the door to the hallway, we'd probably regroup and think about the effects of this hallway. Yeah, but we gotta kind of have to... Do we have to be quick or no? I, I think that's the only way that we can really... Like, we like hold our own... Like, hold our breath. But I don't... I don't know if that gets around the spell, though. Doubt it's going to. We could stand in the doorway and, like, pop it with fire, right? You know what? I... So we're just worried about opening this door, right? I think more so well, stepping into the next room. We need to remove the stone shape right. from the next door and then open it. So if we need to if we need to just open but we need to open the door from from a distance. Oh, I guess that could be helpful and then we could all just run through. But if the door if there's something immediately beyond the door, then we're in trouble. I I have an idea. Erverin might be able to lend us a hand here. <laughs> do you mean literally? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this hand here seems to be thinking that it could help us out. It could, you know, jump up, open the door, and then scuttle on back here so that uh, we could at least see what was on the other side and I from my knowledge of my own hands it does not need to breathe so an excellent idea your tactical acumen never ceases to impress (laughs) I want to make sure I understand are you suggesting that your hand runs over while we're in this room and opens the door across the hall and comes back Mm mm-hmm so then if there is an enemy, we are in the bottleneck and they would come out and shoot like they could try to attack us through this door. Yes, but they would have to cross through the hallway and we wouldn't. Correct. So then could would would we also maybe not want to crowd the door, though? Oh, yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we can definitely back it up. We could almost do like kind of like a semicircle like we're going to jump this person. 
if they show up into this room. Ooh, one thing I am. Our characters would know this that I'm pretty sure undead don't uh, don't have to breathe, so they wouldn't. Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. and I I don't think the haunt would or they they're not the target of these like negative effects, so I don't know if they would even trigger it. But at least from like Lyra's perspective, she almost died going through here, so. Any any way she can either not go through or go through before it triggers, uh, that's what she's wanting to do. Because we don't know how if we don't know how long it'll take to regenerate. If it'll do the same thing, and maybe is there a knowledge check we could do? There we go. That's a good question. Why did we not start there? <laughs> Key religion. <laughs> I auto aid. As Eclipse, I'm pretty sure I auto-aid as Tulia as well. Just hold up. I did roll a d12, which is wrong. (laughs) I auto-aid as Tulia. Uska aids. I aid as Turin. 45. Yeah. You think because you got a late start today, it's fairly likely that, you know, this haunt and any other haunt you've encountered have reset. Fair. So. Worth. Yeah. So, so you just think that, yeah. I mean, this is gonna, this is gonna trigger. You think it, it, you know, it does have, it does take, you know, a day. But uh, at this point, you guys having set off in the morning and basically combat, 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 mansion until noon the next day. You know, it's reset. Well, what about this plan? What if we just all step away from the door for a moment? Durin lobs in an incendiary bomb that does fire damage, which we know this thing can be affected by. By the way, my bombs that do incendiary damage just have like a perpetual burn, and this thing can't stop, drop, and roll to put out the burning. So maybe we have to wait five, six, hell, 10, 20 rounds, but it could just burn itself out. I was going to also suggest like Eclipse can also throw in her flaming sphere and just move it every round. Perfect. Yeah. And you, you would yeah. remember right. that your um, the the extra burn damage wasn't bypassing the hardness. Oh, um, your incendiary sphere was doing like one or two damage around. So it's probably going to take six minutes. The flaming sphere. Yeah. Oh, OK. The flaming sphere was like 3d6, right? I think so. So you have the damage and then apply it against uh, the hardness of the haunt. So, you know, 3d6 was routinely like 10 damage getting halved and then up against hardness five. So how long did you say that take? You're going to be doing like one damage around. No, I know. But his his and mine. So like his, his is going to take everything. His would do initial damage and then, I mean... He no. only dealt. He he didn't deal any damage on the. Yeah, it's just one d six. It's one d six, so it's halved and then applies to hardness, so it never beats that five. Yours, like, has the potential to deal damage, but on average would deal like, you know, if you think th- four 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 or four four three or whatever. On average, you're doing like ten or eleven damage, so on average you're doing like one point of damage to the haunt. So. I'd say if he throws one, you know, you're going to do an initial like 15 damage to it mm-hmm. or whatever. And then your sphere would do one point of damage per round, which would probably take like six minutes to put this thing down. Okay. So then uh, instead of Eclipse doing that, I guess uh, Atulia could do a fireball. That's going to be 10d6 to help. 
Yep, you could do a fireball for sure. It was holy and... It's positive energy and fire. Yeah. But the positive energy doesn't have to deal with the hardness. It just has to deal with the will save. Okay, so then Matumbe can keep pumping out disrupt on deads, right? Yeah. I was going to say, if you keep pumping out disrupt on deads, <laughs> Tuli and Durin's do the, uh, the fireball and bomb to do one big, like, blast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's any other things that don't use resources, but could potentially get past hardness easier. I mean, Lyra could cast a Cure Serious, but it's a touch range, so she'd have to touch. Yeah, so you'd essentially trigger the haunt mm-hmm. by getting in there. And her healing at range spells are higher level, which we could use, but it doesn't do as much damage. Guys, I have the Staff of Dark Flame. I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I got this at, for something. Uh, but it's got a Scorching Ray, one charge, and two charges of Fireball. Oh. And I Sweet. think that yeah. makes sense. Oh. Burn it up. Yeah, you don't even have to. Yeah. Yeah. And Lyra does have Positive Pulse as well, so she could use that at range, and it affects haunts with positive, and it deals positive energy. Okay. So we uh, we go with everything on the on the wand, and f- after that, do a, a positive pulse. It's only a first level spell, so it's not not intense. But I want to like so it sounds like we all have our like co- consistent damage dealer. So mm-hmm. Bay is gonna do his disrupt on dead from afar and just keep pumping that. We have the positive pulse. I'm gonna do a fireball and a scorching ray from Tulia. Eclipse apparently can't do much. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. I got an extra bomb at my level up, so Darren will at least toss one in there. Yeah. I think that we should be able to take this out fast, relatively fast, if we're doing all of that. Yeah, I, I don't think Darren needs to waste one. I think I think that uh, should be enough with the two fireballs and Scorching Ray, or like two Scorching Rays. A lot of this stuff, though, it's going to have to deal with hardness, and then for yeah, positive the energy, oh, it'll yeah. likely save... So do we do we want to like roll for this or how do we want to do this? Let's go around the table. Okay. Uh, so everybody do what their characters can do, and I'll tell you how many rounds it takes after we roll all the dice because we're obviously not rolling initiative because the haunt's not acting. Right. All right. Tulia does thirty-four fire damage. Okay, so she does seventeen, which is twelve. All right, Duran's gonna chuck a bomb in there. Okay. We're gonna be doing. 32 points of fire damage and I did use my big old incendiary bomb I mean it's any squ- it's, I should be doing splash against this thing right I yep, mean, as long as it does well your splash does 14 damage right sure so does. it won't do any oof or no no it'll yeah. do yeah it'll do 2 right 14 to 7 and then, and then take away 5 yeah. yeah okay so you do in total 13 and then Matumbe Matumbe is gonna Fire a Disrupt Undead for five points of positive energy. Let's go. Okay, that's a will save, right? Yes. Should be. All right, that's a uh, 23. I'm sure that succeeds. Okay, so two. And then are Lyra and Uska doing anything? So Lyra's going to send out a positive pulse, and a will will potentially negate this, so I need a will save. Okay. That's another 23. I'm sorry, did you say it was a 23? Mm-hmm. That's a fail. I had to check. I knew it was close. Oh, we'll be that is five. just a success since this is such a low-level spell. So it does not not affect the haunt. 
Okay. Uska doing anything? Uska's spells are more touch-based, or she would have to channel. She can't really hex the spawn. Yeah, she's limited by... Uh, she just doesn't want to use any channels quite yet. Sounds good. I know uh, Team Brooks can't do anything in this scenario. Yep. Um, so back to Haley. Eclipse also can't do anything besides the... I mean, I guess I could cast the Flaming Sphere because I haven't done... I haven't... Eclipse hasn't gone yet. So uh, in Eclipse's first round, I guess she'll cast the Flaming Sphere. Why not? I know it's not going to do much, but it's also not... It's a spell slot level two, so she doesn't like use those very much. Okay. So do you immediately roll damage? Yeah. Yep, I do. And it's going to be 3d6. So. Mm-hmm. Right. 12. Okay, so two, or sorry, one damage. Okay, and then do you want Tulia to go for her second time? Yeah, yeah. So will you just do Tulia and Eclipse again? Okay, I'll do Tulia, then Eclipse. So Mm -hmm. Uh, Tulia is going to use probably Fireball again because I feel like that makes more sense than Scorching Ray. Sure. All right, this time it's a little bit less damage, 32. 32. And then a lot like 11. And then Eclipse. 15. Because I got 555. Five, five. <laughs> nice. Okay, so that goes to 12, which, uh, or sorry, that goes to uh, 5, 7, which then goes to 2. Okay. All right, Matumbe, Disrupt Undead. Let's go. By the way, we played it wrong last round. It is a ranged touch attack, which okay. I'm sure isn't too much of a problem. No. Um, my retroactive range touch is 20 whatever yeah it's a wall another range touch we're good um, and there is no saving throw but there's spell resistance okay it doesn't have spell resistance alright cool so then you're just gonna take all of 6 points of damage nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. is Dern doing anything this turn I don't want to but I probably should I don't want to use bombs on this bullshit I mean you could join the ranks of Ikmer and the Lopper and Air Bear and not do anything. Yeah. I'll take a round off. All right. I'm not making good progress this take round. We'll jump back in. All right. Um, sounds good. Lyra slash Freya. Ugh. Uska. Or yeah, slash Uska. I feel like this is going to take quite a long time to, to finish this. I mean, it has no resistance to my positive energy. Do you guys just want to wait while Matumbe just blasts it with Disrupt Undead for a minute and a half? Like, I mean, like... I don't want you guys to be using stuff. I, I Yeah, I totally get it. That's why I've been trying to use stuff that doesn't yeah. really matter, which is, like, my level 2 spell, and it just goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it another try with the positive pulse and see if okay. Okay. it happens to roll worse. No, it happened to roll better. Oh, okay. All right. Round three. Uh, are we doing the Matumbe strategy? Yeah, I think so. Well, Unless anybody they, disagrees. Eclipse, this is automatic. Oh, sure. Yeah. This is the worst roll I could have ever done. Oh, no. It six damage. Okay, so nothing <laughs> happens. I got a natural 20 on my Disrupt Undead. Nice. <laughs> and a full six points off the die there. I guess I crit, so I'll double it, right? I guess it can create. Uh, yeah, yeah, so eight points total. Okay. If we all wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't confirm the crit. 
Oh, two on the die. That might not do it. <laughs> 21 against <laughs> <You're> fine. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. I think I hit it again. That's two more points of positive energy. God, two more points of positive energy. Oof. The twos are not, not in your favor. He's just sweating. Everyone's staring at him. Oh, he's, he's got some there uh, we go, performance six points. Performance issues. Oh, Another you just six keep going. points. You do know, by the way, I can just... I'll just keep... I'll okay, add that was my... four rounds if you want to do four. Okay. So that's number one is uh, flat 10, so not good. Uh, next one is uh, 14. Okay, so... Two. Uh, that is only 11. That's my last one. And it's 13. Okay, so three total from you. I'm adding mine in. That's fine. You Doing would, something. You would never believe how many undead I destroyed in Harrowstone with this spell. <laughs> just fired them all. Like. <laughs> and there's a, it's one more point of positive energy damage. Jesus. Haley, what you got? Ha ha ha. 15. All right. <laughs> Captivating radio. Six more points of damage. <laughs> you get a lot of sixes. I know. You might Some finish, of these I'm not doing bad. You might finish this up before a minute's up. Uh, Haley. Okay. 13. Five, five, and three. Okay, that's one point of damage. All right. Four more points of energy. Come on. What you got? because I want to make sure this can last. I don't know how many uh, rounds it well, is. Well, it's been uh, eight rounds. Probably then, because most things are rounds per level. They are round per yeah. level. Only ten, so nothing. Ooh, nothing, okay. Okay. Give, give the All old... Right, uh, give him the old one tomb. The old nine round try. All right, that'll be four more points of positive energy. Okay, you, you put the haunt down. Yay! Yay! Yay. You, you, I mean, you think you do it, never activated, but... Still got this. So, you know, nine rounds, you, you spend about a minute doing this. Sounds uh, good. I think the way is safe. Let us push forward and destroy the undead here. I will take the lead into this hallway just in case my trusty disrupt undead cantrip has done me solid. Or done me wrong. Done me solid's good. Never mind. <laughs> has done me dirty. Right. I guess go go ahead. We good? If I move in, Griff. Yeah, you you move in. Uh, you stand there for a minute. Nothing. Not a full minute. Not a minute. You stand there for a moment, and nothing happens. <laughs> you stand there, and now you only have eight minutes left. <laughs> no. All right, hurry. We are on a ticking clock. Yeah, we're are we? We're on a minute per level thing. Just the um, the death ward is eleven death minutes. Ward. Okay. Igma, Eclipse, Lopper. Real, real quick, doing fly. Let's go. Ebert too. Okay, so you guys head into the space. Um, Matumbe, make me a perception check. Sure. I'm guessing if it's just Matumbe, that's probably against traps, which means I'm at a 51. <laughs> uh, 51, you can tell that the next room has a lock on it. With, um, you know, you've, you've seen these decently frequently. It looks like some kind of alarm spell uh, that, that might trigger deeper in the... Got it. Can I aid a disabled device? 
Because I'm assuming you have disabled device, right? Yeah, I've got a killer disabled device. Actually, both of my characters I have do. A plus 18, so I was like, I was just wondering if I could aid. I got a plus 27. And then Durin, I think it's like a 24. Because I wanted to make sure if we ever get split up again that both my characters can do it well. Um, Hold on, everybody. This will trigger an alarm. Let me handle this. Uska's going to cast Fly on herself using her hex. Oh, also, uh, I'm going to put on echolocation because um, I don't know why, but I've uh, read it wrong for a long time. It is 10 minutes per level. Nice. Not one minute. Nice. All right, Brooks, I need one of your two jabronis to get out of the way. Yeah, move a jabroni, Brooks. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Matumbe moves up, pulls out his lock-picking gear, begins to get to work on the trap. He does spend an inspiration to throw a d6 on there. Okay. It's going to be 38. Nice. Okay. With a 38, you are able to disable the alarm and unlock the door. Now, I I, uh, I looked at this just to see if, uh, just because we're, we're, do, we're doing all this buffing and we're doing time-bound stuff, I did not see a... Um, like a time for um, for a lock. It's weird. They have like times it takes to do like a simple device, a tricky device, a difficult device, magic trap. It just says varies, um, but there's no time for locks. So I, I just assume. Well, it- yeah, I was going to say to jam a lock, it's only one round, right? Their sabotage disarm a trap is 2d4 rounds. Oh, open locks. Yeah, weird. Yeah, those those ones on the table don't have anything, and like it's a it's a magic it's a very basic magic trap. So I'm just gonna say it took you around. Yeah, I would have played it by the book, but there's nothing for for be, locks. I, that I can find well, on the table. so I think this is interesting because in general it's based on how difficult the thing is. So as a whole, if the disabled device DC is simple, average, good, or superior, there's like different times for those. Okay, what's the time for good? Good. That is going to be uh, 2d4 rounds. All right, roll me 2d4. Sure. Ooh. Oh. Matume okay. got those fast fingers. Yeah, hold up, though. It does say at the bottom, attempting to open a lock is a full round auction. <laughs> okay, oh. there you go. Oh. Yeah, so, so just a round. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I was making that too complicated. I didn't see the sentence. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, you, you unlock the door. All right, Igma, get back up here. <laughs> Take my spot. Whenever you're ready, Eber Ekma, make the entrance. That might be worth it for me to try to stealthily open the door? Make the entrance. <laughs> stealth. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give me that stealth. Ah, fudge. Did not roll well. And that is going to be a total 32. 33. All right. Um, so you go ahead and open the door, and I'm just going to leave it open for all of you because as you you know attempt to kind of like open it and peek out, uh, you're noticed by the inhabitants of this room who look a little bit like this. Let me show you. Ah, uh, that's cool. What? That's no the way. coolest start we've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah so uh, so they all kind of, they're all dressed in black. Again, you know, men and women in these cultist-looking robes. You can see the symbol of the gagged skull 
uh, hanging from medallions on their neck, although these medallions appear to, like, shine with a magic energy. The people in the room are, you know, pale, ghostly white, um, and they look over to you, and I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative. Ooh. The only other thing you see, and it's, you know, it's really Erbear, Matumbe, and even Freya, Lyra, and Durin can see this. Everyone, as, as the door opens, sees this pulsing and swirling, like, purple to black energy. And it's coming through the open door. But the characters I mentioned, as you look through the door, you see in the center of the room, there is a sliver of jet black crystal that's pulsating with this necrotic energy. And you see this dirty glass lens that's set in an intricate brass mount slowly orbiting the rock from several feet away. As the people in the room react, the woman closest to this orbiting lens grabs the sides of it almost like a... um, it, It almost reminds me of like those big telescopes that you can look through at at like the um at like niagara falls and that kind of thing oh okay okay. but it's but it's constantly Mm. like whirling around this she grabs it and focuses it towards the group of you she grabs it oh my gosh smashes a quarter into it starts starts desperately cranking (laughs) oh we're getting a niagara penny out of this (laughs) uh we're rolling initiative right yeah yeah we are Got two of the most average freaking rolls ever. Two nines. Let me know when you're ready. Hold on a moment. All right. I'm going to go down the list here. How how about Lyra? What are we looking at for Lyra? 24. What's your modifier? Plus seven. How about Uska? Only a 13. And Ikmer? 14. I already know your modifier is worse. <laughs> and Matumbe? Matumbe is at a 15. What's your modifier? That'll be a 9. Huh. Eclipse also got a 15. Ooh. But I only have plus 5, so. Okay, Actually, so plus 5 sounds high. <laughs> that does sound high for Eclipse. Hold up. There are a bunch of buffs on, so maybe. It's plus 5. Yeah. And then Durin? 27. And Air Bear? 24. And Tulia's 21. I'm last. Or the last person that you asked for. And uh, Air Bear, what's your mod? 15. Okay. All right, so at the start of combat is actually Durin. Woo! Uh, who kind of, you know, maybe maybe you're, you're, like, immediately triggered by this, like, necrotic energy. You've seen it on the battlefield or something, and you mm-hmm. just kind of, like... Once it spills out the doorway, hand to a bomb, you know? Yeah, he's ready to rock and roll. I, th- I think you're absolutely correct. He's probably seen this or something similar to this used to devastating effect against his fellow defenders of Last Wall. So the first thing that I want to do is do all these cultists look the same? There is notably one that has different artwork. So you're looking in the room and uh, you and some of the people on your mm-hmm. side of the map can actually see in. It looks to be 
like this scruffy man in like dark leather armor mm-hmm. who's kind of like slumped here. You can see from your distance he appears to be breathing, but he's not a part of this for, you know, he 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 looks like he maybe couldn't even stand on his own power. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So, Durin is going to immediately take a look at these cultists. He's got some decent knowledge checks. I'm not necessarily fishing for a ton of information here. I just want to see if I can understand what these creatures are and if there's anything I should avoid right away with my plethora of bombs that I have. So, what should I roll? Local. Local. All right, that is going to be a 31. Yeah, 31. Okay. Let's see. It's going to be two questions, my friend. All right. Special defenses. Well, uh, what I'll tell you first is these appear to be living cultists. So they don't look like undead creatures. Further, you can note that they do look like they have some sort of monastic training. These these robes don't look like they're providing like any sort of armor. And it looks like most of them have like clenched their fists as you've as you've entered. And so for special defenses, they have improved evasion. They have an ability they can turn on called key defense, which gives them a uh, dodge bonus to AC for a round. Yeah, I'm trying to weigh if this is like a defense or not, uh, so I'm not gonna, so I'm not gonna use it. But they, um, they do have your um, mobility. Um, they have. Toughness, so they're um, they're rather strong, but in terms of like energy resistances or DR, they don't have any of that. They're they're normal humans. Got it. Well, I guess because these seem to be regular humans, we should be able to cut loose with some spells that we usually can't use against undead if we have them prepared or our spellcasters do. What's their weakest save? Their weakest save is fortitude. Fortitude. All right. So Durin is going to shout, they're not undead, light them up. And he is going to do his special thing where he puts a bomb on an arrow, pulls it back and lets it fly at one of the cultists. He's also going to take a swift action to attach a uh, alchemist fire on there. Oh, I apologize, because this is uh, <laughs> this is going to be important for your turn okay. and your turn pretty much only. Okay. They do have uh, the... This is, I, I think, kind of falls into special defenses. They it's have arrow, arrow cast. Oh, God damn it. So it may change uh, what you want to do. You might want to. Yeah, it's definitely going to change throw what a bomb I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me look at how far away, because that's going to make it difficult to hit, especially since I'm sure they have crazy touch being um, being monks. So, yeah. Durin is going to take off an incendiary bomb with a 10 foot fire radius and throw it at this one that's in the middle here. Okay, so the optimistic novice. Yeah. So if I hit, I should be able to uh, affect all of them with splash. I know they've got evasion, but we'll see. It's going to be a 19 on the die. Nice. So we're looking at a 44 against touch? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh. Oh, but um, are bombs ranged weapons? I mean... They definitely are. Okay, so I'm going to catch it, and I'm going to throw it back at you. Because once per turn with deflect arrows, again, you must have at least one hand free, which these guys Mm -hmm. all do. 
When you would normally be hit with an attack from a ranged weapon, you may deflect it so you take no damage from it. Um, you must be aware of... Oh, no. Uh, cause, well, you must be aware of the attack and not flat-footed. However, these guys have combat reflexes. So I assume that would apply here. Um, and then, you know, it's like you can't do it with ballista bolts and boulders. They're thrown splash weapons. So maybe they don't work for arrow catching and throwing back. Let's, we, let's double check this. Yep, bombs are deflected. Damn. Okay. So with deflect arrows and then snatch arrows is when you use deflect arrows, you may choose to catch the weapon instead of just deflecting it. Thrown weapons can immediately be thrown back as an attack against the original attacker, even though it's not your turn. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to toss the bomb back. kind of feel like I should have just known that and not done that, but... I'm, I'm not. I mean, oh, I, yeah. you can, you can certainly like. I mean, you, yeah, you know the, you know the that they have like the deflect arrows and snatch arrows. All right, well then so, I would definitely yeah. just throw you it at a square. Right. It becomes inert if anyone else tries to use a bomb from an elk mist. You can't throw it back. It doesn't do anything. Eh, that's debatable. I think because it was just thrown by him, so it's like knocking it off. There is a lot of debate about this on the forums. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what I'm, how I'm going to rule this then is that if I can catch it, which I can, mm-hmm. it renders it inert, which means it doesn't get any splash or any of that shit. I think that's that fair. Feels like it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird like. There's such a weird amount of asterisk well, yeah, here there's, and here. There's so many people <laughs> saying like, well, like it also doesn't work with ammunition because you can't just throw an arrow back. It's like the, the feat <laughs> is called snatch arrow. Right. So like, so, oh, it only works with like a throwing axe. I don't mm. think that's the way that's intended to work. <laughs> I, that I, doesn't uh, make sense. But the whole the the asterisk that got me is the the fact that it starts like things become right. And the, and the thing the thing against that is it becomes inert around after the alchemist uses it. Yeah. So fair. So I kind of imagine it like he realizes they can probably catch his arrows, so he tries to like slow lob an explosive that's going to blow up in his hands but this monk like spins around and I don't know maybe does a backhand or like a, a spin kick or something and like deflects it into the wall <laughs> I, th- I think like if you have a, f- you have over a fuse there. he just like he licks his fingers <laughs> oh and just catches it and, and like puts out the fuse and rolls it behind him alright and then Duran's going to turn to the rest of the party and says well, I'm gonna wait this one out then. Okay, so 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 because you allowed that to happen, you you know that they can only uh, each individual can only do that once per round. So if you were to you know throw your next throw bomb, a second bomb, it would, it would hit right. right well, you wouldn't I'm be able to throw do that. a second yeah. bomb. This is the longest turn ever. Yeah, <laughs> monks, man, natural fucking one. Oh, natural uh, one. Okay. That being said, I have splash weapon mastery mm-hmm. and. This is now going to go in a random direction. I am a couple range increments away. I am actually only two range increments away with my thing that I've got, my splash weapon mastery. So I think that means we got to roll to see where it goes. Yep, so roll me a d8. All right. That'll be a two. Okay, so it'd be one, two, and then it's out one more, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's your second range increment, so I think right here is where it lands. Ah, yes, and with Splash Weapon Mastery, I'm going to rotate that one square to be directly on the other guy. <laughs> gonna- oh, okay, so you're going to rotate it to, to hit here, so he's got to roll uh, his reflex. 
Yeah, because and and he can't catch it because it just does splash when he misses. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it just does. It just does splash. So it'll do splash to him. And then let me just see if there's anyone in there that you can't see. So is he becoming the center of the bomb? Yes. And the bomb's splash is how far? Is it just five foot? That is a 10 foot square. And actually, because I can, with Splash Weapon Mastery, not only can I move the thing, but I can also add an extra square of splash. So I'm gonna get the original guy back in the splash. (laughs) (laughs) So so your splash is essentially around. Yeah, but how much is a splash? It's 10 feet. But how how many points is it? 14 if he okay. fails, 7 okay. if he doesn't. But with improved well, evasion, it'll go away. We'll yeah, just I was going to say, with improved. I mean, I'm sure you're going to gonna get it with your with your monk reflex save. Yeah, so, so the guy you splashed it on is going to get natural 1. So he fails, uh, which with improved evasion means he takes half. Um, and then the second guy, oh man, natural 4. So they both take half. Wow. Okay. Um, Seven damage of fire to both of them. So the proud Ren Church novice takes seven, and the optimistic Ren Church novice takes seven. All right. Thanks for sticking with me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this aimless Ren Church novice, who I think Erbear can see, is going to spring attack. So is going to um, move up to Air Bear so that he doesn't provoke from Air Bear is going to actually use a let's see is going to use a punishing kick so I'm going to attack at you here against your flat footed and that is a 37 Mm. Uh, flat-footed, you say. Um, flat-footed. Just a little bit. Gets okay. Me. So he kicks you, and that does only eight points of damage. But then you are pushed five feet away, and I need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay. All right. Hmm. He's not active yet. Oh boy, fortitude, or I mean, fortitude's not a bad save for him, but the roll was not great. That's gonna come out to a 23. 23, you're okay. So, because he's doing string attack and he's got 60 feet of movement, he's going to move back into the room. And, and the old Quinley surprise. Yeah, and um, <laughs> does, Ik- does Ikmar have combat uh, reflexes? Let me double check. Yes, he does. Okay, so Igmer can take an attack of opportunity because spring attack only works against, only doesn't provoke against the target of your attack. So, you know, this monk looked at the nimbly bimbly guy versus the guy in heavy armor and was like, I think that nimble guy is going to punish me if I hit the guy in heavy armor. So I'm going to try and hit the nimble guy and get out of his way. So you can uh, make an attack of opportunity against him as he kind of flees back into the room. Some really poor rolls today so far. 28. 28 doesn't hit him. Doesn't surprise me. And then it's Air Bear's turn. Air Bear, you got like, you just got this is Sparta back into the room. <laughs> uh, and, and you think, you think like you, you were able to, you know, with, with strength of, uh, of body kind of, you, you lean back onto your heels like you were going to fall over and then you caught your balance. 
but you think a blow like that knocks the wind out of somebody could could potentially knock them on their back. Oh yeah, and I, I'm almost picturing that just because Air Bear is so so small and and light that it it just transferred all of the energy transferred right to him and it didn't like get into his armor at all and didn't not a lot of force went into him he he was able to take it and just slide on back but with that he will say well if you are trying to keep me away then I will just get up to you then declare the challenge against the that cultist there the untruthful Renchurch novice Sure. The one that's right in the door. Yes. Or not right in the door, but like the closest to the doorway. So you declare a challenge. You move in 30 feet. Yes. I assume you... Can you click on your boots and move or end challenge in the same round? I think the boots are free, right? Boots are free indeed. Okay. Because you need your haste to get up there and attack. Sir. Click everything on and actually he's gonna go he's gonna keep going forward go all the way up underneath okay that will provoke because he has combat reflexes okay and because he's next to an ally and has a couple of other feats that uh matumbe recently took and the improved version of that um is going to attack you with the flanking bonus very clever indeed Okay. 39 to hit. Yes. 10 points of damage. Oof. But yeah, you're able to you're able to get under him, underfoot. Okay. Oh, and the other one gets an attack of opportunity because of paired opportunists. So, the one next to him because you provoked from his body, he also you provoked from him. Mhm. Mhm. I see how this is going now. And that is a 38. Yeah. Yeah. Another 10 points of damage. Yeah, these guys, uh, these guys seem like they train together. You've, you've definitely, you've known groups that have done this, that, that have all of these kind of abilities that work in tandem, but you're underfoot now. So that is true. Okay. Just one attack because he did all that other stuff. Oh, baby. I wasn't rolling hot up until now. There's a 19 on the die coming out nice. to 35. Yes, 35 will hit, and I believe a 19 is a crit threat, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And just because he is using his uh, Blade of the Rising Sun, even a crit threat is going to... Let's see. I want to make sure that... Yeah, I know it does stuff to undead. I don't know if it does anything to a living target. Yeah, that's... Um, it does even... Uh, it does surround the target with fairy fire until the wheeler's next turn. Undead would take... Would take... Take a D6 extra, of damage. Yeah, damage. But they have fairy fire. Okay. So, yeah. Want to roll the confirm? With an 18 on the die... Absolutely. That should confirm, my friend. Awesome. It's not a ton of damage, but you know what? 30 damage. All right. Big chunk to the previously undamaged monk. And it is his turn. 
I'm just going to move you slightly because he's going to take a five foot step back to directly flank with his buddy, uh, even though he doesn't have to directly flank, and is going to spend a point of key to key flurry at you. Makes sense, makes sense. So five attacks are coming at you. The first three at his highest bonus. Okay, we have a 36, mm-hmm. a 34, mm-hmm. and a 32. Meets beats. Okay, so those three hit, and then I'll roll the next two, which are at a lower bonus. Uh, yeah, and neither of those will hit with a three and a six on the die. Cool. So just three hits coming at you. I bet these just three hits uh, will hurt all the same. Yeah, they'll hurt a little bit. 33 points of damage. And then, uh, you know, that's that's all he does. He takes a step and flurries at you. And it's Lyra's turn. Lyra, uh, looking into the room, you can see this dark crystal as well. And you just saw uh, Air Bear scurry in between a guy's legs, uh, slash him on the leg, and then the guy stepped back and just, like, used him as a punching bag. Oof. That looks like it hurt quite a bit, and the occultist who is directing this lens has not acted yet, correct? Has not. All right, I am a little worried about what is going to come out of that thing uh, when it's their turn. So Lyra starts singing, which is a swift action now. All right. Oh, you should have said that in your level. I know. That's huge. Uh, is is pretty exciting um, because now she can do more. Um, so she doesn't have to waste a move action starting that. Then she sees a few these occultists in the back and she, with a 10-foot radius, she is going to cast Burst of Radiance um, targeting those back three are uh, two occultists and then the kind of shabby guy. So it doesn't look like it hits the shabby guy if I'm looking at where you Oh, you're right. I was looking at the arc, not the squares. Uh, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't appear to be much of a threat anyway, but... Yeah, please don't kill the bystander. Yes, so he is not, he is not targeted. It is just the uh, two occultists. And this only does damage if you're evil. So if he's not evil... Wouldn't have anything to worry about. Um, but I am going to... And so... I am going to need a reflex save. Reflex saves, gotcha. And there is spell resistance, if that's important. They do not have spell resistance, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, these are, I mean, these are going to pass with pretty flying colors, I think. If they're above a 22, you pass. Yeah, so I got a 17 and 18 on yes. the die, so... So that means they're good, but they'll still take damage. Yes, and they they're going to be dazzled for two rounds instead of blinded. Uh, I don't think they're dazzled either because of improved evasion. Ah, okay. Well, I don't the, think they take any effects of it. The damage is not halved, so they will take take all. Yeah, of that. they take they take full damage, but kind of like Matumbe's stalwart, where like if there's a rider effect, ah, okay, nothing happens. They each take twelve points of damage, and then. Lyra moves off to the side. She is going to go 15 feet, so she is no longer in that 
the doorway where she can see the lens. Sure. Tulia, you're up. It's Tulia's turn. Unfortunately, she has a lot of reflex-based spells. <laughs> so that's not great. Um, but I am going to use the magic missile wand and cast uh, magic missile. Okay. Are you doing it all on one person or are you spreading it out? All on the optimistic one. Okay. Sucks to be optimistic, I guess. 15 points of force damage. Okay. So, um, with that, and then this, like, impending potential doom, uh, Tulia is going to take uh, a 10-foot little stride on over to the Wall of Heads, uh, the opposite direction from Lyra. Okay. So you guys are moving out of the doorway, so you don't... No visibility. Sure. All right. It is the Proud Renchurch Novice, the one that is um, aiming this lens. And I just want to see who can see them. Uh, it looks like they only have a good bead on Matumbe, unfortunately for Matumbe. Um, so you see this, uh, you know, she, she kind of concentrates this beam of black energy. And it, um, you know, it it, it kind of doesn't give you a chance to even, like, avoid it okay. until it hits about an inch off of your chest and ripples. And you see that the energy isn't passing through because this is a negative level effect. All right, oh. Death Ward. Yeah. But they see that as well. And frustrated, put down the lens... And I think they're going to to move kind of into the corner of the room where you guys can't see from the door. The optimistic novice is going to take a five-foot step. And now that it's uh, got its improved outflank going with its buddies, it's going to use that key flurry and key flurry air bear its first uh, flurry will be a um, punishing kick so it's first attack in the flurry so I'll roll that one separate so if that one hits you just know you'll have to do the fortitude save or potentially fall prone and then I'll roll the rest if you do fall prone which will be against a different AC obviously okay nope. uh, so that's gonna be a it's only a 32. That is going to hit. Okay, so he's going to hit and he's going to do damage. Just give me a uh, fortitude save. Got it. Oh, much better on the die this time. 30. All right, so you're fine. You uh, you don't fall prone, and then I'll just roll the rest of his attacks because he can only do that on one. Okie doke. Uh, natural one, natural four for his main attacks. So those two are going to miss. And then his last two... One cock die, one definite miss. Both miss, so you only get hit with one of this flurry. Okay. Which is going to deal 16 points of damage. And does he move move that 10 feet back? No, they can kind of control where they, if they want to move oh, you, where okay. they move you. So this, so this one was just trying to knock you prone be, mm, with that mm-hmm. painful kick. So he maybe like kicked you in the in the shin, trying to just keep you where you are, but make you fall over <laughs> because he wanted to get the rest of his flurry off at you. Matumbe, you're up now. Okay. 
He'll start by doing a knowledge check. These are local. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Wow, bad. 33, that's a natural one. Yeah, with a 33, you get two questions as well. All right, we know lowest save. We know special defenses. Is there anything else anybody wants to know? I think we've seen a ton of their monk stuff. So if it's possible to know from a local, Lyra has a spell that has different effects based on their number of hit die. So if we could know that, I know I'm essentially asking for their level. So if that's not possible, that's fine. But that would be useful information for Lyra to have. I'll defer to Griff on that. I think that's fine. Uh, So they have 10 hit die. Okay, well, that's not the question that I wanted to ask, so... Uh... Oh, well. <laughs> you burn one either way. Yeah, that's fine. You burn uh, one from the peanut gallery. Is there any helpful tidbit of information you can throw our way? Uh, that's the question you wanted to ask? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, what am I... What, what else am I going to learn about these monks? No, I totally understand. I thought you were coming in with something specific. Oh, no. I got nothing. So, I'm going to give you probably what you can infer with what you've seen might be their strategy which is the fact that they have uh, this paired opportunist ability and the fact that they have this painful kick ability means a lot of times they're going to and and they have the you know the outflank they all get a bonus to hit you as long as they're next to one of their buddies Mm -hmm. or flanking so they get a plus four to hit you as long as two of them are together. So they're going to try and stay together. They're going to try and knock you prone. And then they're going to try and, you know, make you stand up. Because when you provoke from one of them, you provoke from all of the adjacent ones. Oh so, God. so yeah. like Air Bear, where he is right now, if he falls prone or if he, like, moves more than a five-foot step, is going to provoke from all of them. Well, we have, like, four more melee fighters in this party. I feel like we need to get in yeah. there, even though this is going to be a fucking bloodbath. I got concerns. Yeah. Matumbe's going to move up in there. Be my first 15. Oh, looks like there's five of them. Great. Then he is going to move up to the closest one. He doesn't have a direct flank with Air Bear, but hey, guess what? He's flanking with Air Bear, technically. And for the first time in a long time, I'm actually going to key on Bane. Because I usually just get my bane Blood book your going. Undead, yeah. yeah. So he's going to key that on. He is going to have power attack on for the first time in a little while. And we'll see how we do here. Sure. Okay. That's a flirty 40. Yep, that, that does it. All right. You're swinging at the, uh, the untruthful novice. Yes. Ooh, not bad. 37 points of damage. Pretty good damage. Yeah. Yeah, not bad from the tombs on that one. Oh, sorry. Did I mention they also book catching? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he catches the book in between his two fingers. All right, great. We need seven more minutes of us looking up on the forums if books can be caught. Oh. <laughs> oh, can he use the book if he They might have it? book catching, but do they have resistance to paper cuts? Ooh. You didn't see resistance slashing <laughs> on, their, <laughs> on their defenses. All right, he did his knowledge check. He ran up. He did a swing. That's it. Yep. All right, Eclipse. Eclipse, who can only see one thing, which is the enigmatic. En- the I can see one of them. Enigmatic. Thank you. <laughs> I was about to stumble over that multiple times. The Animagus one. <laughs> Ugh, gosh. So I'm going to actually go up to that one. Okay, you're about the size of an arrow, right? 
Guys, so here is the thing. Eclipse is only 33 pounds, but she is carrying uh, 115 pounds. So it's fine. <laughs> Damn, she she's thick. <laughs> she's very, very strong. She's not thick. She's carrying a lot she's of carrying stuff. Carrying a thick load. <laughs> oh, God, that's so much worse. It just has gotten worse. Okay, anyways, with that, I'm going to fly up and power attack. Okay. I, th- I think I feel worse for her joints. Those are going to be just atrocious in a couple of years. Oh, she is going to have so much arthritis. <laughs> 17 on the die. Yeah. 40. Yep. Obviously. 32 points of damage. All right, what the lobber doing? Great question. Here's the thing. Is he about to get way worse than he was before? (laughs) That is because, uh, or not way worse, but like definitely worse because he doesn't have the enhancement bonuses from the plus one Bane body refs. It's like, because those are undead. Ah. He would only have the plus plus one. So if I get him through the door. I don't know that that's much worse. He still, like, does 12d6 on a vital strike. Very fair. Very fair. Goes through the... I think think he's gonna go through the door. He cannot reach the one that Eclipse went to, but he sees where Matumbe and Bear are, and he can get to the untruthful one. And then, uh, he'll vital strike. Sure. 31. Uh, 31 does hit. 51 points of damage. That one is off the board. Ooh. Go. The lobber doesn't want anyone to lie, apparently. Air Bear is going to chain challenge onto the optimistic. All right. Okay, let's see. It's my boy, the enigmatic novice's turn. He's going to... Just do one attack at Eclipse. Ooh, that should do it. Uh, 39. Yo. Okay. That is 10 points of damage, and... What kind of damage? Would it go through counts my Counts as, like, skin? cold iron, silver, uh, not magic, adamantine. lawful, uh, but yeah, not adamantine, so just chips 10 off of your stone skin, and then instead of trying to knock you prone, he just pushes you 10 feet. Okay. And then this one is going to move to where his buddies are. And he's going to turn on key defense. Okay, Ikmer. All right, fuck shit up, Ikmer. Gotta get over there first. He's going to step through the door. Has to do it kind of awkwardly. Oh, my God. For some reason, it's already started counting your movement. You're going to have to do it manually. Where you were just would... If you go by Air Bear, that's 25. Yes. All right. That is where where he will go. 25 feet is his movement speed. That's simple enough. He's going to take a swing. Okay. Swing at the aimless one, right? This guy. Yep. Oh, baby. A 19 on the die. For 43, 43 total. Yep, that's going to hit. Thank goodness. Okay. 
Is that a crit threat? Yes, it's a crit threat. I don't know. Did you sharpen your sword this morning? He he had his <laughs> own. Doesn't matter. The the <laughs> nineteen to twenty is a regular long sword. Sharpening it will uh, <laughs> will make that even bigger. <laughs> He had his own room, so he had all night to sharp, sharpen his sword. Yeah, play play with Axe body spray, sharpen <laughs> sword. You know, when you said he was a teenager waking up late, I thought you were going a different direction with that joke an hour ago. But uh, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, he had a little. He had I don't know five five extra minutes. Mage's marvelous mansion, eight rooms. Only one shower, and Ikmer's been in it for 45 minutes. <laughs> for too long. <laughs> Oof. All right. To confirm, that is going to be the worst. Oh, oh uh, yeah, that's a natural one. So oh. not even uh, um, critical focus no, is no going to confirm, but it's one. a hit. Yikes. All right. Well, a hit's a hit. Ah, the D8 is the D8 and the 2D6 versus evil. Uh, not doing great. One on the D8, a two and a one on the D6s. Oh. Uh, 23 damage. That's tough. Yeah. But, you know, it all it all appears to go through. Uska. Uska's hearing a lot of commotion going on in the room, but she can't really hear. She can't see too much. So she is going to start flying both up and forward to get a little bit higher off the ground. Um, I guess as long as she can still see through the doorway. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll call the door like 10 feet okay. tall or whatever. All right. And she moves up about five feet and she can see Air Bear and he is within 30 feet of her. So she starts pulling at this, his strand of fate, twisting it, giving him protective luck. Oh, and nice. I established that he has a lifelink, so he heals five hit points. Oh, thank you so much. That is very nice. He's He's been knocked around a little bit in this combat. Yes, they've been connecting a lot, but I'm hoping having to roll twice and take the worst is going to help you out a little bit. So she only ended up having to take that five foot fly to get air bear in her sights. So her move action, she cackles. Okay. Durin is up. All right. Durin is still in the hallway where we had all of these suffocating heads from that haunt earlier. He's going to move up to the door just in front of Uska and can see pretty much everybody now. And when he does, he sees... All the enemies are somewhat clumped up, so I'm changing my tactics a little bit here. I'm not targeting anybody with a bomb. I'm going to be targeting a square. And that square is right behind um, one of the ones that is right next to Air Bear. And what I'll be able to do is have every single monk in this room roll a reflex save against Splash. Understand that they've got good reflexes, but hopefully we get a couple more fails like last time. So that should be all four of them. Because I got the incendiary uh, 10 foot splash. Okay. 23, 23, 27, 26. The 23s fail. Okay. So with your improved evasion, that's seven points seven. of fire yeah. damage apiece. And that's his turn. 
All right. We've got the aimless Renchurch novice who is going to flurry at Air Bear and pop on a key defense. All right. Oakmer is going to bodyguard. Do you want to? Yeah. Because how does protective luck work with bodyguard? Great question. Because protective luck feels better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, yeah. If you're in a bodyguard and, and I don't have a missed chance against you. But you're, hmm. But the bodyguard itself is an aid another. So it's not necessarily that you're. Isn't it just, if it's just, is it just an increase though to his AC? It, unless he does in harm's way. So if it's just an increase to his AC, that the protective lock is just for you having to roll twice. So they should be able to go together without a problem. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah. Just remember, I'm flurrying, so you're going to have to use four of your attack of opportunities to block all of these. That's Correct. a lot. <laughs> that would be all so, of them. All of his... Okay, uh, so gonna, uh, yeah, all of his uh, abilities for this round. Okay. So, um, the second of these is going to... Or, sorry, the first of these is going to be the, um, the punishing kick. So if I connect with the first one, I'm going to need a fortitude save. Okay. Uh, it's a 13 and 18. So with his buddies next to you, that, that's going to be a 33. So I think that doesn't hit with bodyguard, right? Correct. Ooh. Then the next attack isn't going to hit. You keep going. Uh, saved yourself a crit. Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, Thank you. Uh, saved yourself another. Oh my! What a day! Uh, but yeah, with uh, with bodyguard, I didn't get anything higher than a thirty-three with the protective luck. So he swings four times and then enters key defense. It's Air Bear's turn. Okay, Air Bear is going to continue attacking his challenged foe, the an enigmatic. I think he or the challenged the optimistic. Optimistic, yep. You challenged this guy, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, the optimistic one. All right, a bunch of attacks coming. Not nearly as good with the Blade of the Rising Sun. Does a 25 hit? No. Then those first set do not. We'll see if the second set gets any. Wow. I'm I'm rolling terrible. Um, did a thirty-one hit? Thirty-one does hit. Because this is the only one that's not in key defense. Oh, then then an, uh, Air Bear got lucky. He can hit twice then, and and luckily there is one crit threat in there. Uh, his very very final hit. Was a 17 on the die, bringing it to a 37. But he's at least got one. Does it confirm? And it is a 35. Yay! That'll confirm. Let's go. That is 105. That kills him. (laughs) Nice! So much! And then he's going to take a five-foot step, and he's going to take a five-foot step this way. You think that might have taken him to zero if he was at full? All right, Lyra, you're down the hall. 
What do you want to do? Be the hall monitor down here. <laughs> Just keeping an eye on these heads. Make sure they don't try to pull anything over on us. Lyra moves back up so that she can see into the room. And from where she's at, she kind of catches a glimpse of two enemies as she's walking up. She actually doesn't quite make it all the way back standing next to Uska. Um, as she's walking, she gets a good angle on two enemies and she casts another burst of radiance right behind them so that she's not catching any of her friends. Sure. Ooh, you might have, uh, well, you might have dazzled one of them. One's got a, like in the 30s, but the other one's got a, uh, only got a 15, so I think. Oh, that fails, so it's not dazzled, it's blinded. Yeah, but because of improved evasion, he's just dazzled. Yep. So he takes the failure condition. Or he takes the, um, on a failure, he takes the success condition. (laughs) Uh, Only one round, but it's something. Hey, dazzled for a round. And then they will both take full damage. Sure. 14 damage. And then she just continues singing. Tulia. Tulia's turn's going to be pretty easy. She's going to walk sideways until she can see one of them. Mm, I'd say you still need one more step there. Barely. But what's that thing? That's the dude that's like slumped over nearly unconscious. Oh, for some reason I couldn't see it when I was eclipsed. Now that it's invisible, I just literally, I don't know, my brain didn't see it. You went brain blind to it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Wasn't a threat. <laughs> you, you, you did an ocular pat down when you entered the room. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how many times Griffin tells us this guy's not a threat. I didn't see him, so he's not he's a threat. Uh, anyways, I rolled for magic missile because I'm going to use this wand and not use my spells. And this is gonna be 5d4 plus five. I uh, rolled 12 on the 5d4, which is pretty good. Plus five is gonna be 17 points of magic missile damage. Against which one? The uh, the, the, the one I can't pronounce, Agnomatic. Agne- you, you gotta be able to say the name. Agnomatic. No, that's not it. <laughs> that's the best I got. Well, I guess I'll take half. What was it, 17? 17. Full 17 points of yeah, damage. 17. <laughs> Divided by the letters in enigmatic. <laughs> enigmatic. Enigmatic, yeah. I don't know. I, I personally like eggmatic better. Eggmanmatic. <laughs> we got a we got a real lineup over here. Real uh real rogues gallery. Stuff's flying in from the back, so I think this guy's just gonna hop up, uh, spring attack Durin, and this will be the um, punishing kick. Okay. If he hits. Yeah, it should hit. That's going to be. Oh, we'll say 36. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so he hits you. He deals 15 points of damage and um, is going to push you a fiver back, and then I need a fortitude save. Okay. That'll be a dirty 30. Dirty 30, you're fine. You don't fall prone. Sweet. Uh, however, because that's part of his spring attack, I'm going to then... I don't know. I don't think Uska has a melee weapon out, so uh, we come into the hall. Uska does. What's she have? A star yes. knife? Seems like a uh, catchable thrown weapon to I me. I was actually looking up <laughs> what would happen if she used her blink fast belt uh, with that ability. It, it, for The form said... 
since the attack doesn't resolve, they would be able to throw it back at me. So I didn't want to do that. You can uh, you can take an AOO against them. Sweet. Uh, All right. Well, she doesn't have anything special clicked on. Get him. Ooh, that is a 30. Nice. That does not get Darn it. It was a pretty low roll. But too bad time. So, like, this guy just ran up, kicked Durin through the door, <laughs> and then rubbed it after an opening. He had to right. opening. That's exactly what happened. He kicked his own his way in. Durin's standing in the door, and he's like, get out of here. Durin truly is just confounded. What the fuck? Um... Matumbe is gonna go. Is gonna see this guy running and threaten all our backliners, and he's just gonna chase him into the hallway. We've got plenty of melee foes up against the remaining two guys in the room, so he's gonna move thirty feet to get right up in this guy's business. I'm gonna continue Bane as a free action, and he's gonna go ahead and swing with that book. Ooh. Let me run my numbers here. I rolled exceedingly low. I don't think it's going to do it. That would come out to a 27, which we know doesn't hit. I think with an inspiration, there's a chance I could hit. So I will be throwing an inspiration on there. Well, with a one off the Mm -hmm. inspiration die, that definitely doesn't help anybody. So he runs up and tries to swipe at this guy, but totally misses. All righty. Eclipse. All right, Eclipse is going to fly over uh, to the enigmatic, I, enigmatic one. I you had it. You almost had it the first time, and then you started doing enigmatic. I don't, I don't know which one it is. It's fine. Enigmatic. Enigmatic. It's. I don't like going, it. This is going in the episode title somehow. I was I was going to say that this, <laughs> this episode might have might have been Crystal Death, but. Oh. I think it's funny. <laughs> but, but it is. It is. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm going to fly over there and uh, be five foot up and then attack at uh, that one. Sounds like by propelling through the air, you are in essence (laughs) throwing yourself. You are in essence throwing yourself across the room. So no, I will be catching me and throwing you back where you came from. (laughs) All right. The 14 on the die. Oh, okay, okay. So that is going to be 40. And I know that sounds weird because before a 17 on the die was 40, I did not have Inspire Courage on until after my turn. Mm. So, oopsies. Sounds a bit dubious to me. 31 points of damage. Roll the three. Uh, so that is Eclipse. And then the Lopper is going to take a five foot step and then attack at the aimless novice. You you will try. I'm double checking that Inspire Courage is on for him. It wasn't. I've added it. I'm sorry, Emily, for wasting <laughs> yeah, the I, thing you gave me. Oh, what a waste. I, I'm, it's so wasteful, I think it, you know... 32 Probably can't hit. benefit from morale bonuses uh, <laughs> anymore. No, uh, 33 to hit. 33 to hit. All right, 33 hits. Yay! I am rolling that in dice roller. Uh, 46 points of damage. Okay. It is the enigmatic one. It is going to key flurry. Yeah, fight me, bitch. It's gonna. That's what it's gonna do. <laughs> and get his little, little bonusy bonus on. Uh, if the first one hits, it's gonna try and knock you over. 
gonna knock me down from five foot up. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna knock you prone. Okay. All right. So the first one is a thirty-seven. Hits. Um. So roll me a fortitude save. Natural twenty. All right. Fine. Um. <laughs> then a thirty-three. Hits. And then a thirty. Does not hit. Okay. Two more come at you. Uh, one's definitely not going to hit. The other one, probably not. Yeah, it's not going to hit either. So two hits. Do you want me to just take 20 off the top or? Yeah, you can take 20 off the top. Uh, that is 10 and 14. So you're going to take five. And take 20 off of your thingamajig. Y'all. First damage. That is his turn. It's Ikmer's turn. Ikmer is going to attack the aimless one. Full attack. Mm-hmm. Okay. A 34 and a 37 and a 30. We know the 30 doesn't hit. Yep. The other two do. All right. Just off of a crit, but two hits are not too bad. That is going to come out to 66 damage. Do you want to do your first one first? What was it? So you could potentially five foot step and attack the other one. Oh, yes, I would like to do that. What's your first damage? 34. That kills the aimless yes. one. Yes. Then he's taking that five foot step. And then what was your other 32? damage? That killed <gasps> the enigmatic one. Nice. What's that look like? Amazing! Oh my goodness! He has he has this new shield now. Uh, He just spent last round uh, protecting Air Bear. He uses the the momentum from one of the punches, swings around tornado style, and just smacks this one right in the back of the head, and uh, just puts a puts a big old dent. In the skull. All right. Very solid turn. Uska, you're up. The Proud Red Church novice is in the hallway with you. <laughs> Last one, right? Yep. Uska's tempted to throw her star knife, but she doesn't want it returned <laughs> to her. So she instead, she's going to take a five foot fly backwards. And uh, then she... Twists some more strands of fate and gives Matumbe protective luck. Why, thank you. And just for good measure, she keeps on giggling over there by the door. Ooh. All right. So, did, um, oh, I'm sorry. Air Bear also heals five hit points. I forgot to mention that. Thank you very much. That's what I was uh, speaking up about as well. Okay. I think I have a way to bypass this arrow catching bullshit with a bomb. Being a grenadier alchemist, Durin has unlocked directed blast, turning a bomb into a cone. Within that cone, you can target one uh, creature to be the target of the bomb and make an attack roll against that creature, but it effectively is a cone. So I don't think it's like, it, it starts in my, at my square and goes out. I don't think there's anything for him to catch in return. Right, there's just his improved evasion. Exactly. But... Even still, he should take damage if I hit him. I can exclude Matumbe from the cone, which is the only 
uh, person I need to worry about. So I'm going to go ahead and... Well, so it's just a reflex save, right? So it's like I'm making a bomb attack, but it is a cone. So I don't... Then does the cone erupt from the bomb? The cone... The cone starts at the alchemist. And then within that cone, you choose one person to be the focus of the, like the focus of the blast, which is really strange. But here, so like, here's, here's the ability. Somebody else was in the cone. If you read that differently than I do, that's fine. You see where my head's at on that? I see where your head's at for sure. Too much of a stretch. It's kind of like, so instead of a bomb bursting from a spot and doing a radius, it's saying like, the bomb is a cone. But instead of being an actual cone attack, you really just pick somebody to attack and everybody else takes splash damage in the cone. So, I mean, yeah, because it says it starts with the alchemist, I'm going to allow it. Okay. Like, I don't think there's a way that he can, like, catch that and throw it back, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, I think there's two ways to read it. One, the way that we're interpreting it, and the other where, like, you're still throwing the bomb into the cone, but I don't think that makes sense because you're detonating it from you and, like, one person is focused within that cone to receive the brunt of the, the effect. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it, you know, it'd be very different if it was, like, the cone starts from uh, in, starts from the square that exactly, the bomb yeah. hits and then goes in a direction of your choice, but the fact that it starts with the alchemist, to me, means that, like, I'm not catching anything. Yeah, like, almost like, a, thoughts, like exactly. a, a champagne like shaking a champagne bottle and but one of the people who's in that in that champagne spray is going to get hit with the cork right and it's this guy hopefully if I can hit him 19 on the die oh yeah that should do it okay so this is an explosive bomb we're going to be doing 25 points of fire and I think he's going to start burning Mm mm-hmm but besides that, he's not big to take splash, so that's it. You doing anything else? Gonna take a five foot step back, and that's it. So you don't wanna. You can do multiple bombs in that way, can I, you? I certainly can, but we have a lot of melee people who can start piling on this guy, and I don't want to keep spending bombs on this bullshit. I gotcha, Air Bear. There is action in this hallway. He is going to spend all of his movement getting as close as possible you're are you, you're hasted right because the or I guess you can turn that on and off because of the boots yeah I know you only have 10 rounds of that so if you don't feel like using it he he really wouldn't I I don't feel uh, feel like I want to but he also can't even see um this guy. Yeah, so you, like, move once into the hallway, right? He's going to move up to be beside Matumbe and give Matumbe all of his bonuses that he spoke about before on his turn. Sure. Lyra. This is getting... The the way the combat has shifted was now difficult for Lyra, who can no longer just kind of pick at the back end of the enemies with some far-range spells. Everyone's kind of clumped up uh, by this last proud Renchurch novice. So Lyra is going to instead move kind of up and around back behind Air Bear, so kind of staying out of range unless he has more than five foot of movement, or uh, of range. 
And she has seen Air Bear take so many hits. So she casts Cure Serious Wounds on him. Much appreciated. That is 26 points of healing. Wow. Thank you. All right, Tulia. All right, it is Tulia's turn. And we still have this uh, proud novice. And Tulia is going to, again, just use this wand because uh, we're getting some automatic damage here. Roll some 5d4. Let's see what we get. Holy crap. Uh, This is one of the best rolls I've ever seen. (laughs) 5d4, that is uh, 18 plus 5. Uh, Because it is four, 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 and three, and three. Wow. Very nice. Nice. So 23 total points of uh, damage. All right. You moving? Yeah. Gonna move behind her. (laughs) 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 Great. Okay. Uh, This will provoke from Matumbe as he spring attacks Uska. And, of course, they rolled a natural one on that. Uh, All right, so wonderful. what doing, he's going to attack at Uska. That is a 36. <laughs> yes, that definitely hits. All right, that's 11 points of damage. He just moved 5, 10, 20. Wouldn't that have provoked from Air Bear, too? Oh, yeah, I guess it would. Ooh. Get him, Brooks, get him. Come on. Appears to be trying to run 12 away. 12 on the die. That's going to bring it to 29. Yeah, 29 doesn't hit him. So yeah, he jets into the room, soccer punching Uska as he runs through the door and jets another 40 feet into the room. It's now Matumbe's turn. Matumbe is 50 feet away from this creature, meaning that he's going to mechanically charge, try and hit him. <laughs> I would be a little concerned about the bane that I've been using, but, you know, we don't fight a lot of humans these days, so he's just going to keep that going. It's mostly undead, so hopefully that trend will continue later. Okay, the charge might do it for me because I rolled kind of low. Let me tally it up here. That'll be a 33... Can't remember exactly where it falls with key defense if he still has that on. Yep, but he doesn't have his uh, mobility. So that hits. Okay, okay. There we go. 37 points of damage. This guy's running away. Tubic comes clobbering up behind him, (laughs) just lumbering, floor shaking, smacks him in the back of the head with the book as he's running. Uh, you get him by exactly one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's just like, you know, you, you hit him and it, you know, it maybe doesn't even kill him. It just knocks him completely unconscious. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's running away. So I imagine he gets hit. He falls and like still skins <laughs> yeah, like a couple skin. feet. Because yeah, he's a monk. So he just moves 60 feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's, like, he's sprinting out of here. And Matume just trucks up behind him, bashes him in the back of the head. He, he skids away. And I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next oh. week. All right. I knew it. It is 
Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.